This is the magic of compassion. I'm Little Wu, and today's topic or question is: As we age, how to stop using sexual desirability as a big measure of self-worth? Thank you so much for asking this question, because I know that it would help a lot of people to have a chance to think about it more consciously.、Uh, first, I'm going to give like a dictionary definition of self-worth, which is basically your sense of a, of your value as a person. And then I'll give you my definition of self-esteem: is that it's a knowingness about your intrinsic value that's separate from all worldly measurements. And so, this separation from measurement is the thing that is really hard to do because if we took your question, and instead of saying、uh, sexual desirability, we could say、uh, productivity. How do I stop measuring my productivity as a piece of self-worth? How do I stop measuring using my humor as my sense of self-worth or my activism, heroism, helpfulness? There's so many ways that we tend to measure our value in the world, and a lot of it's about the things that we do or the impact on the world. And it's not to say that the things that we do are not important or the way that we impact the world is not important, but it's very dangerous. To measure our self-worth based on those things,、um, so I'm going to talk about、um, a, a different way to look at it. Is that a certain, like certain children, will have had the experience of being loved, no matter what grades they had, no matter what they looked like. Their parents just loved them, and they could feel that. Now those are lucky kids because most children have been measured the same way that their parents felt measured. So their parents felt measured growing up, and that was the way they found their way in the world. That if you want to survive in this world, you better be valuable in some way. And we all, at a very young age, discovered how we were valuable to others. So maybe we were valuable because we were super helpful. Maybe we were valuable because we were super responsible. Maybe we were valuable because we were super attractive, and everyone always gave us compliments. So whatever your means of childhood survival were, so the thing that made you feel like, oh, I'm going to survive with this, right? So it was actually an original measurement of survival. And then you found, oh wow, it also gets me into places. Maybe、uh, I get promoted if I'm sexually attractive, or I, I get more breaks, or I get treated nicer,、um, or I get free things. Or you know, there's all these benefits of survival that we start to associate as not only how we can make it through this world, but then it becomes associated with our, our intrinsic value, and it's not the case. So if I take this and look at、uh, the children that were. Always feeling loved, no matter what they did or how they looked, then they do have a natural sense of their intrinsic value that's not associated with their achievements or their、uh, appearance. So that that's the ideal, isn't it? But if we didn't have that ideal, if we didn't have that sense of intrinsic value growing up, then we can acquire that. And I can tell you as a as an example is that in my early twenties, I used to feel very sensitive about how I looked. And I felt like I'll never be my ideal, which I felt was the value in society, which was to be blonde, to be five foot nine. I had all these measurements. I had like thirty six, twenty four, thirty four. Those were my measurements when I was twelve years old that I wanted to be because I felt like if I had those measurements, then people would love me, like me, want me, and then I would be valuable. And、um, so. You know, as a child and as a teen, that really haunted me. And then I found that 
I just couldn't be happy because no matter what plastic surgery, if I ever wanted one, or bleach my hair, change my eye color with contact lenses, I knew that I would never be satisfied because there's no end to that. You keep measuring that, then you'll always keep having um, ways to measure and be less than what you need to be. Or the days you feel like you're more than you need to be, then you feel good just for that brief moment. And so to really be peaceful and happy as a human being, we need to know our intrinsic value. And that, how do you, how do you know that? How do you feel that? And it's like the best teacher is nature. The best teacher are animals and children. Um, children before they start measuring. So if you ever can be around children that just know that they have a place in this world, that just know that they deserve to be fed and taken care of before they start measuring their self-esteem. And for some children, that starts really early. But if you can find a child and just observe that in play and how they play in the playground and they're really bold and they be, they're who they are and they're not afraid to ask for help, they're not afraid to ask for what they want, um, or ch uh, or animals, the, an animal like a deer running in through your your lawn, it doesn't have a question of its self-esteem or that beautiful three-legged dog that's walking down the street. I've seen some three-legged dogs. We can use nature, we can use animals, we can look at trees because that's a beautiful one for me um, because I have never seen an ugly tree. Um, and even if that tree never does a thing for me, <laughs> I still find that it's intrinsically valuable on this planet. Now, someone might argue that, well, the tree is, you know, uh, providing oxygen, uh, transforming carbon dioxide, like all these things, it's, it's valuable because it's doing all that. Well, even, so, so then I could say, well, you're valuable well beyond the measurement of science or the measurement of mere humans, mere mortals that look at you just like mere mortals might have previously looked at a tree and wondered, well, that particular tree has no use for me. I can't, you know, I can't swing from it. I can't eat from its fruit. There's nothing that it can do for me. So that particular tree is useless to me. So mere mortals tend to measure things from their senses, from their immediate reactions, and they can't look at the bigger picture. And the bigger picture is all, all things on this planet have intrinsic value. And before even children with autism or Down syndrome, they were seen as useless. We still don't have the bigger picture. We still don't understand the intrinsic value of all things that are on this planet, including human life. Uh, some people value animals and nature above humanity. And I'll get, that is also not, uh, not compassionate and not the bigger picture. So hopefully... Uh, as we bring this back down, because that's uh, taking the, the, you know, the macro picture, the bigger picture of what our eyes are not able to see, and to go back down, look, how do I then trust that I'm intrinsically valuable? Because I can't see it. Then, or, or maybe you're measuring it with other things. Um, now, sexual desirability is one of the things that um, can be easier for us to see is not reliable as a form of happiness because it's based on other people's reactions to us and that's precarious. And also as we age, uh, things like so, uh, social norms around what's attractive changes, uh, uh, how we feel, uh, things like biological changes will affect how we feel about that. Ver uh, whereas things like our humor or our kindness 
or our generosity, those measurements are things that we might be able to do until the day we die and we wouldn't realize, wow, the whole life, my whole life, I've been trying to find my value in the world by being as funny as I can be or by being as helpful as I can be. So trying to be helpful or trying to be funny or trying to be kind to be worthy of existence is also dangerous. And so it's not that humor and kindness and productivity and achievements are not valuable. It's just to measure ourselves by that is dangerous. So yes, know your intrinsic worth and then go out in the world and do all the beautiful things that we tend to do when we know that we are worthy. So a child who grows up knowing that they're worthy has a better chance of uh, producing beautiful things because it's no longer attached to their self-worth. It's attached to their joy of being. We, we are creating beautiful things because it's joyful, because we love to, because we're, we are naturally inclined to do so, but not because we need to, not because we have to, not because if we don't do it, then we need to die or that we don't deserve to exist. So that shift, um, how to transform would be to elevate every time you notice yourself, measuring yourself with any of those things, whether it's sexual desirability or how people react to you. If we stop measuring and we move our focus to this understanding that we're intrinsically valuable and then we think of three things that you know are intrinsically valuable, valuable even if they never do anything for you. So pick a child, pick a tree, pick a, a piece of nature, pick an animal that you find just Wonderful. When you see it, it doesn't have to do anything for you. It doesn't have to perform tricks. It doesn't have to fetch things for you. It doesn't have to be kind to you. It's just beautiful just by existing. Pick three of those things and then meditate and feel that this is possible to recognize something's worth separate from its productivity or use to you. And then look at yourself and realize that you can recognize that within yourself and this is uh so that's one meditation you can do every day just pick those three icons of intrinsic value and just keep reminding yourself that this is how you wish to feel about yourself and then transfer that energy that you felt for that animal that tree that child and then bring it towards yourself and say i too am like that animal that child that, uh, that tree is valuable even if it doesn't seem so to the rest of humanity. And the other exercise um, is to elevate your aesthetic experience of being sexually desirable into a different kind of aesthetic. So instead of focusing on how you physically look and how the other person physically responds to you, you can focus, move your focus towards feeling compassion, feeling interest, in their full humanity, uh, feeling belief in their beauty, in their intrinsic beauty. So those are things that you can focus on and redirect your energy. So when someone comes into your space, someone that you'd normally try to seduce or try to create that sexual attraction magnetism, instead of moving the energy that way, try to move it in a more multi-dimensional way of appreciation for their intrinsic value. So you're, you're outwardly doing towards them the very thing that you wish to experience yourself. Just a complete level of acceptance, appreciation, not based on how you look or what you're doing. Here's a mantra. I value your existence. Thank you 
for your exist for existing even though maybe the world doesn't understand why you're here because we are all here to spread energy of love and spread an energy of self-acceptance um, and spread an energy of joy just to be alive seeing intrinsic value everywhere you go Thank you so much for joining me. If you're curious about my one-on-one -on -one sessions, workshops, or online classes, visit littlewood.org. Lots of love.